0: Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh Welcome everyone to episode number twelve from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host Wa'il, and I would like to thank all of you for listening and participating and sending in all your questions. Again, uh, this podcast aims to tell people the truth about Islam, and you know to dive de- to dive deep into uh, you know the Islamic theology. And uh, again, there are uh, a lot of people, wh- whether they are Muslims or non-Muslims, who want to learn about Islam. And they want to, you know, uh, clear some confusions or some misinformation that they have. So uh, again, thank you so much for being here and uh, uh, all praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He allowed me to be able to uh, you know tell you uh, uh, and share my knowledge with you guys again. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions, please email me at delving into Islam at gmail.com. Again, delving into Islam at gmail.com, and I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. And uh, with that being said, let's get right into today's topic. Today, we'll simply talk about a very important topic, which is related to the previous topics we talked about, which is still describing um, certain ab- attributes uh, uh, for Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. And previously, we said that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, our relationship to, to towards Allah or with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, must consist of three components, which is love. Hope and fear. Now, related to the hope part, we have to understand one very, and actually one of the most uh, important attributes that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to us, of course, has, which is Him being the ultimate merciful. Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is the ultimate merciful. Actually, you can't even compare any type of mercy that you see here on earth in this life to the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala. And the proof to that is the authentic hadith by the Prophet Sallallahu which was narrated by Abi Hurairah Radhiyallahu Anhu uh, which is the famous companion of, of the Prophet Sallallahu and this is what the Prophet Sallallahu says. The Prophet Sallallahu says, Allahu <laughs> rahma فَأَمْسَكَ عِنْدَهُ تِسْعَ وَتِسْعِينَ وَأَنْزَلَ فِي الْأَرْضِ جُزْءًا وَاحِدًا فَمِنْ ذَلِكَ الْجُزْءُ يَتَرَحْمِ الْخَلَائِقُ حَتَّى تَرْفَعَ الدَّابَ بَحَافِرْهَا عَنْ وَلَدِهَا خَشْيَةً أَنْ تصيبه. What is the meaning of this hadith? The Prophet ﷺ says Allah ﷻ has created mercy, the, you know, the attribute of mercy, and divided it into a hundred parts. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Divided mercy into a hundred parts He gave only one of the hundred parts To his creation You know So they can use it To deal with one another So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So that mercy that you see in the street Or you know When you see on the news Or whatever you hear about it That's happening between um, uh, Two individuals or, Or a group of people Or even the mercy that you see An animal treating their own child With kindness and mercy Even the mercy of a mother Our own Uh, Mothers when they treat us and and, and the amount of fear and mercy that they feel towards us All of this is 1% of the actual mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created Now that other 99% they belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Actually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala withheld the 99 pieces or the 99% of mercy So he could use it with His own creation, with us on the Day of Judgment. Mostly on the Day of Judgment. Of course, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us or grants us mercy in this life as well. But the majority of the mercy that He's withholding from us is the one that will be used on the Day of Judgment, which is incredible if you think about it. The most merciful person on this planet, the most merciful creation on this planet has, and, and, and this is, it's mind-boggling if you think about it, has part <clears throat> part of 1% of one because the 1% was distributed amongst the whole creation. He didn't Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't give it to one person. That 1% is just it's for us to live with. You know? So that it's it's a tiny piece of 1% of Allah's actual mercy. Imagine the 99%. How would that look like? May Allah subhanahu wa taala makes us from those who would benefit from such mercy, and it's 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 incredible, and that may, gives you a lot of hope. You know, it gives you a lot of hope that Allah subhanahu wa taala is willing to forgive us, and He's willing to do a lot of things for us under the banner of mercy. And <clears throat> we all know, um, and and I mean we, but I mean Muslims who ever read the Quran or heard the Quran, or even non-Muslims who read the Quran, the most two names of Allah that are used in the Qur'an, of course beside Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. So Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim are two names. They both mean merciful, but merciful on two different levels, and we'll talk about that. Ar-Rahman actually means, and and there's a huge difference between them, and and we'll explain, the majority of the scholars, when they try to explain Ar-Rahman, and Ar-Rahim, they said that Ar-Rahman is the mercy that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us to, like, as Muslims and non-Muslims. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is merciful towards non-Muslims as well. Otherwise, you can't explain why non-Muslims are thriving, people who don't even worship Allah, who don't even think about Allah, who don't even remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but they have a good life. A lot of non-Muslims, they live a great life. And that's coming back to Ar-Rahman. So Ar-Rahman is mainly in this world, in this life. And it basically, it involves Muslims and non-Muslims. It it affects Muslims and non-Muslims. And Ar-Rahim is a special type of mercy. Ar-Rahim is actually a type of mercy that is given only to the believers, to the true believers, and mostly on the Day of Judgment. Some of the Rahim, for the believers still in this life They they are affected by the believers in this life But mainly it's for the believers in the hereafter On the day of judgment when they need needed the most So one of the scenes of the day of judgment for example Is a believer but he's a believer which is a sinner Will come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah will start asking him Will read his book And then Allah will put a veil between that believer That sinful believer and the rest of Humanity who are standing on that day Waiting for their judgment to take place Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will start reading all the sins That that believer You know um, has done And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for example Say you did this and you did that and you didn't do this And you were supposed to do that but you didn't and you did this And the believers will hear all the sins That they have committed and they will Become Very um, scared They will feel that they're Okay, they're going to hellfire, and Subhanallah. Once they they get, reach that point of like despair, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will say this. He will say what? عَلَيْكَ فِي الدُّنْيَا وَأَخْفِرْهَا لَكَ الْيَوْمَ. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will say, I covered up this those sins. I didn't expose you in front of your family, or in front of people, basically, in 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 your lifetime. And also, I'm going to forgive all those sins for you today. SubhanAllah. And that shows you the amount of mercy. And also there is a hadith in this famous called the hadith, al- hadith al-bitaqah, which is um, a man will come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with 99 pages of sins and horrible deeds. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will ask that person, have you done this? Have you done this? And the person will say, bala ya Allah, yes Allah, I, I, I I have done this. Then, subhanAllah, look what happens. Then Allah will say, Do you have anything else to show me except for all those sins? And then the guy will take out what? One page. So we have 99, and then one extra page that has La ilaha illallah Muhammadan Rasulullah. That the guy lived by, but he was not able to, you know. To do as much as good deeds And he he committed a lot of sins But he so much believed in it And he lived sincerely by it And this is, this is the whole goal here My brothers and sisters Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala looks at our hearts So if you don't care about Allah If you do not seek his forgiveness Because some people do seek his forgiveness But they can't They're very um, weak But they're trying their best And that's what Allah wants from us to do Nobody's perfect Allah doesn't expect from us to not sin But Allah expects from us to repent and never do it again To try harder to gain His mercy But then those who don't even care in the first place Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says If you don't want to remember me If you don't want to repent If you don't want to make dua you know, If you don't want to pray You're going to have the worst life ever In this life and in the afterlife, which is basically in hellfire. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all merciful. But we have to understand that we need to be deserving to his mercy. We need to seek it. We need to ask for it. We need to make dua. Oh Allah, what is the dua that you're supposed to make right after prayers? Do you guys know? It's simply, you have to say istighfar three times. You have to repent to Allah three times. Astaghfirullah al-Azim, Astaghfirullah al-Azim, Astaghfirullah. Three times, right after you finish prayers. Do you know why? Because you you might have made mistakes in the prayers. You might have not been sincere enough in your prayers. You might have been distracted in your prayers. Making istighfar, repenting to Allah sincerely, will grant us, insha Allah, His mercy and we really want allah's mercy on such a day which is the day of judgment now one of allah's mercy that we see here in this world are many things billions of things but i'll, I'll give you like very very obvious examples the night and day the nighttime and the daytime allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows us that he's all merciful by creating huh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created nighttime so we can he has created daytime so we can go to work you know do, do all of our activities you know uh, see our families do this and do that take care of our businesses and then he created nighttime so we can rest and go to sleep and regenerate you know and then we come back the next day and then it's daylight and then we do our work and, and all these things. So subhanAllah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that's one of Allah's mercy. Kinship and relationships. Marriage is one of Allah's mercy. You know, you have your wife and you have your husband in the house, you know, Sakina. You know, subhanAllah, it's incredible. Your progeny, your children and their children and kinship, your family. That doesn't mean that anybody who doesn't have a spouse or anybody who doesn't have a family, that doesn't mean automatically that Allah is not happy with them or Allah doesn't want to, you know, no, it just simply means that there might be tested. There had to there must be you know other reasons, but that doesn't mean that Allah is not merciful for them. Everything that you have, anything that you have is out of Allah's mercy. The ability to see, the ability to speak and read Quran is out of Allah's mercy. We are all indebted to Allah, SubhanAllah. So let's be of those people who seek Allah's mercy. Let's be of those people who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would grant him uh, his ultimate mercy on the day of judgment and in this life insha'Allah. Now we're talking about sins that are seriously won't be forgiven. Now let's talk about the big one which is shirk. What is shirk? Shirk is basically associating someone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in terms of worship and lordship. So you call anything or anyone a god is shirk. It's as simple as that, except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah is the ultimate and the only God. Now, when you say anybody or anyone or anything, worshipping anything and calling it God or Allah, that's considered to be shirk. And dying upon shirk is the dhamb or the sin that Allah will never forgive. Because if we die upon anything, like uh, as a Muslim or we'll be believing in Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and you die upon committing any 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 sins, right, without repenting, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, there is a possibility, if He wills, He will forgive anybody else for any other sin. But this is if Allah wills. Now, okay, so that's that's a big one. If you die upon shirk, if you die upon that, you're saying that Allah is is not the only Lord. Right, you're done there is no repentance there's nothing you could do and the of course the punishment for that is eternity and hellfire now and there's a controversy about this some some of our muslim youth are asking so why would be um, punishment for eternity for someone who basically committed a sin that, for example, the sin of shirk for, God knows, 60 years, for example. Isn't eternity is a big kind of punishment? Is it fair? Well, yes, it is fair because, number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate just. He's the ultimate fair. And, yeah. Think about it. Even in our laws here, when you commit murder... And you go, um, and you get sentenced, you know, for life. You commit murder, how long does it take you to commit murder? What? Uh, well, depends on the weapon, whatever. A second, two seconds, a minute, whatever. But then you get sentenced for like, what? 60, 70 years? For the rest of your life, basically. Now, you got life sentence that's if they're generous and they don't kill you right away you got, you don't get like executed now you do not judge the punishment by the time period of the crime or by you know the the period of the crime you judge the punishment you you yeah you judge your punishment by the severity of of the crime and there's nothing more severe than associating someone with Allah. It's that simple. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says in the Quran that if I let them, those people who died upon shirk, right? If I gave them another life, a second life, and I let them be back on earth, they would still commit shirk. They would still not worship me. They will still not acknowledge me. And basically that's it. The only thing that stopped those people from committing shirk is Allah's, you know, Allah's um, taking their lives away, taking their souls away, Allah's, you know, causing their death. That's the only thing. But if they lived forever, they would have worshipped a um, another god or associated someone or never, not, not even admit that there was a god in the first place until eternity. And Allah says in the Quran, "Khalidina fiha abada." You know. And it, well and it, it's in actually three chapters in the Quran but you know like for example in in, in, uh, in Surah Al-Jinn وَمَنْ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَإِنَّ لَهُ نَارَ جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا the word Khalid doesn't mean immortal by the way or eternal Khalid means for a very long long time but the word Abada seals it it kind of Tells you, okay, that means eternal So People will di- will Spend eternity in hellfire Because Allah said so Now if you have a problem with that First of all, as a Muslim You cannot have a problem with Allah's Once you know that this is coming from Allah Once you understand the wisdom of it Whether you get it or not It's Allah's judgment As a Muslim, you're not allowed to Not agree with it because there's nothing You could do about it But also, if you really, and for those who, you know, committing shirk, if you're really bothered by this, why don't you stop and go back to Allah? Allah is telling you exactly His punishment. He's telling you what He's going to do. He's not going to, you know, He's not playing games with us. So that's, and it's again, it's it's Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says People that will be punished That kind of punishment Will have a full exposure to Islam Yet they will reject Either because they're lazy Or they don't want to commit to Islam Or they don't want their lifestyle to change Whatever their reasons are Allah told you so You will be punished for eternity There's nothing weird about this There's nothing unfair about it Because you're talking about Allah's verdict Again we gave the Example of this life when people are punished for certain crimes Alright, so that's that's out of the way That's the sin that we all know about Now there are other sins that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not forgive as well And for a very simple reason Because those sins are committed against another human being Not against Allah So basically when we commit a sin like you know when we um, don't not not pray or you know do not when we don't fast or we we do anything related to Allah's commands when we disobey Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, right? Drink, uh, committed adultery, whatever—all those sins. These are sins that are directly we're sinning because we're disobeying Allah's commands. Now, sometimes we commit injustices towards another other human beings, and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala out of His ultimate ultimate fairness he will let the those human beings settle it whether they forgive you or not so it's allah wouldn't even forgive those sins until the 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 wronged people forgive you and they you know they say okay and that will happen Towards, and there are a lot of examples Like for example murder The first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So on a day of judgment Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will firstly judge And finish the trials for his Like the deeds towards him Right? Sinning towards him Towards his commands Subhanahu wa ta'ala Then he will move to Disputes between human beings If you committed any type of injustice One of the biggest ones The one that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will start with Is murder When you commit murder, you basically, um, when you kill someone, you violate or you commit injustice towards three entities here. The number one is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created that soul, right? He has created that person. Second, towards the family of the murdered, which you could do some compensations. You know, there are in Islam, you know, like... uh, Some compensations you can give to the family if they can forgive you or not. The third one is towards the deceased himself, the murdered, the person that you killed himself, which or herself. They're already dead, so the only reason or the only way to seek their forgiveness or to settle the situation with them is on the day of judgment, and they will come. And whether they forgive you or not, well. That's that's basically to be determined Backbiting is one of the sins that Allah doesn't forgive Because again, simply it's against another human being In this life, you could go to the person and you say I said bad things about you, would you forgive me? And if they forgive you, then okay, good for you If they don't, mm, then we'll wait until the day of judgment Because they have to forgive you for what you said about them and if you don't even talk to them, if you don't even tell them anything, this in this life, Allah knows. So Allah will let them, you know, either settle it on the day of judgment, whether they take from your from your good deeds, or you take from their sins. It depends. Again, Allah doesn't forgive those until the people, the wrong people, are the ones who to, who would you know forgive you. And many things, any type of injustice is like, you know, stealing from someone and humiliating them. Any kind of injustice that you do towards someone else, Allah does not forgive that sin. But on the good news is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will actually persuade those, depends again on your personality. Let's say that you did something bad to someone else and you are a very good believer and this could you know, ruin whatever your the outcome for you So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will persuade If the person that you wronged is another believer Will persuade that person By, for, for example, building him an extra palace Or a beautiful palace in Jannah Before they enter Jannah This is on the day of judgment And Allah will show them that palace And will say If you forgive your brother Or if you forgive your sister Allah, I will give you this This will be yours. And the person would forgive you right away. But also, again, it depends on the level of iman, on the level of faith that you have. And on the level of faith that the wrong person has as well. So, yeah, be very careful when you're treating other people. Shirk or Okay, we already know about that. And inshallah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not make us fall into shirk ever until we die. But the most dangerous one is People, guys, brothers, sisters Please be very careful when you're treating one another Because they have to forgive you Allah is so just that he said That well it's not committed against me So they have to forgive you Be very careful Backbiting is one of the major sins It's the worst thing talking bad about somebody While they're not there very 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 problematic because you don't even feel that it's a sin while you're committing it i'm just you know i'm ha- like I'm, I'm talking about it i'm like i need to tell somebody about this and then you talk bad about someone you know your brother your, your muslim brother or your muslim sister and you're accumulating sins they have to forgive you whether in this life or in a day of judgment please be very very careful there's a hadith that's called the bankrupt or the muflis. But the Prophet ﷺ said, he talked to the companions and he asked them, do you guys know who is the muflis? Who is the bankrupt? And they said, well, yeah, the person who, you know, lost all of their money or whatever. He said, no. It's the person who prays and fasts and do does all the good deeds. And then on a day of judgment, all those good deeds will be taken away from them because they were backbiting their brothers and sisters in Islam everything will be because what when you talk about someone behind their back on a day of judgment they will come whether they're good or bad by the way they're good people or bad people It doesn't really matter they will come and take from your from your good deeds and add to their good deeds and add and add let's say that you are you ran you talked about so many people that you ran out of good deeds or you do not you didn't even have good deeds that enough of good deeds in the first place to begin with they will dump their sins on you you will carry their sins because you have no more good deeds to give them. This is so serious. This is so serious backbiting. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy on us on the day of judgment and um, make us skip those trials with the people, the other people. Make us not wrong our brothers and sisters. Make us not wrong any other human being. Make us... Um, from those who are uh, having taqwa when we dealing with other people, inshallah. Uh, and assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.